All right. Welcome to Shug Me the Mooney. Um, I have a special guest with me here today, one of my best friends, uh, somebody I consider a brother. So we've decided to try something a little new, have a little like spin-off type of um show where we do a little like one-on-one with our friends where we like tell stories or if there's like a single topic that we could spend a lot of time on and stuff like that. And we're going to call this the SMTM B-Sides. And we're trying out today with, if you remember our second episode chronologically, but our first episode put out, it was an episode where me and Joel talked about, you know, the racism we face together it as, you know, growing up and um, as adults. So that type of episode is the kind of episode these B-side episodes will be. So it might be Mike talking to a friend. It might be just me and Mike, or it might be me and Joel. It might be me and someone else. Like today we have my boy, um, Darnell, AKA big sexy. Of, um, <laughs> the original old, R&B dog. <laughs> exactly. My old crew, um, at a coffee, crew, baby. Have a at, at a at a coffee shop. We won't name names because we don't want to get. Sued. <laughs> we don't want to get sued. <laughs> yeah, but me, my man here, Darnell, my boy Kevin, and my guy Ant. Shout out to Cav. Shout out to Ant R and B Thugs for life. Yeah, we all got together, and me and the you know these four guys were you know thickest thieves. And we, you know, built a brotherhood over the last, um, what was that, like seven or eight years together? Yeah, it's crazy. It's like going on six, seven years, bro. It's crazy. Literally, yeah. it feels like it was just yesterday Um, that we all was work- working right there, you know, in the mall, the place that we ain't going to discuss by name. <laughs> you know, it's crazy how time just flies by, okay? Yeah, and we, um, how it all really started was I was – you know, Ant was actually the first guy, and then he brought me in. I mean, not that he brought me in, but, right. you know, he was the guy that was there, and then I got hired, and, you know, me and him became really close from working with each other, and uh, right. he eventually left, but he, you know, he left to a company that was still owned by the company that we worked for. So he, uh, just to set the, the scene, we were working on a mall, so he was only like across the the across corridor the from us. So, you know, we'd still see each other, but eventually two two guys got hired. My guy Kevin <laughs> and my boy Darnell. And I just remember this guy Darnell just being like the most nicest, sweetest dude, this light skinned, tall, <laughs> handsome motherfucker. And Don't gas it. <laughs> I was just like, no, he, I was like, look at him. He cannot be this this nice, and he cannot be this, this gentlemanly. And oh, I didn't believe it. Like I, I've told you before, I, I, I thought it was like an act. I thought did, he was bro. just putting. I thought he was putting on, and I got to know him, and I met his family, and just how he is, his family is. His mom's a lovely woman. His grandma's a lovely woman. 
Uh, I met his uncle. Bro. He's a cool dude. And, you know, it, it, like that actually came from, you know, where we worked was far away from where I live, but it was near to where Darnell lived. And he said to me, like, listen, like, if you, and like where we live, we have to catch, you know, public transportation. And the trains right. ended at a certain time. And Darnell said to me, he was like, yo, like, don't worry, bro. You could come to my house. Like, we got space for you. You could spend the night and then, you know, go back home in the morning, whatever. And I always thought, you know, that was a genuine thing. And then I, I met his family through that. And I was like, yeah, these, this, this guy got, like, a good, like, upbringing. He comes from, like, really great people. And he was genuine then, and he's been genuine ever since. So, like, I really feel bad for thinking that, but you know, that that's just how like New York is. Like, you 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 that's expect fact, the worst fact. from people. That's fact, bro. And you know what? That's that's like a natural thing too. You know, we all we all have like a first impression, or you know, a perception that we might naturally have about somebody. You know, it's just that just it's crazy to show like how how wrong we could be about somebody. You know, just based on the surface of things. Yeah, man, and we we had some crazy times in the mall. We had um some crazy people times. at yeah. some people that work with us that you know <laughs> with some characters that we won't mention by name. <laughs> we won't mention by name, but we're gonna talk about them a little bit. Most definitely, we gotta talk that shit. It's only right, bro. Exactly, man. But it was it was a lovely bunch that we worked with and. When we were all together, like it definitely felt like a family vibe, and it, it, it's something that's very rare uh, when that's when you uh, when you when you join like a new job because you know when you go to work, you're not gonna like some people, and yeah. some people are not gonna like you. And when I joined um, this company with the group that they had uh, from the manager down, it definitely was like a family vibe and very uh, inviting. Shout out Toya, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> Love you, Toya. <laughs> the fucking goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So it, it was definitely, you know, I was only like, what, 23 when I started there? How old were you, Darnell? Damn, bro. It was, um, what, six years ago now? So I was just um, turning 21 because, you know, my birthday's in December. You know, I'm a late baby, so I was, um, no, 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 I was 21, going on 22. Mm-hmm. But um, I agree with, to piggyback off everything that you just said, bro, I agree with you. Um, the place that we both ended up working at, I'm I'm grateful for it, man, because obviously I went and met you, you know, Kevin, and, and you know how close we all are now, man, so. I'm grateful. I feel like that was God that put us all there at that same time. Yeah, you know, definitely. And, and like, it was the first and, place know. that I got to be a supervisor. And I think the thing that helped me do that and be like a supervisory person was the fact that the people I was supervising were like family. Like I could have like real ass conversations. And later yeah. on, you know, the, the, the cast of characters around us, they changed and you know it was for better and it was for worse and i remember like kevin and darnell used to always tell me like yo like you're a lot harder than us you're you're a lot harder on us than you are to like the people you actually don't like and that that came from me because i'm you know 
a shy dude. So, exactly. you know, being a leader is a lot more easier when you're, you're comfortable with the people you're leading. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm always like a worker. There's nothing I would have asked about. I would ask from Kev or Donnell or any other people I worked with that I wouldn't do myself. I wouldn't say like, all right, I don't feel like doing this. Like you do it. it, it it's That's always fact, been bro. that way. And and what I love about that, we always kept that same mentality. It was just natural. Um, and I think that's what made us close, too, because we all saw that within each other, you know, how hard working we all were, mm-hmm. you know, and how we never had any, any excuses, you know, um, for anything while we were working there together, you know. And we all, I feel like we all motivated each other in a way, you know. Like, we used to constantly have conversations about who's the top, you know, tear baristas there. Yeah. I mean, you know, workers there, you know, and, and who would be in that conversation. And, you know, it, I, feel, I feel like that kept us going so enough and, and motivated us in, in a positive way. Yeah. And um, I want to say, bro, you are, I'm proud of you, especially, man, because you were the first. And it's crazy. All three of us between me, you and Kev, you know, we all eventually become a super, um, became super positive. Yeah, um, that, that's, that's the thing I always wanted to, to um that's the thing I actually wanted to say is that like when I was with y'all, I actually was encouraging you guys to become supervisors or become management and it didn't end up coming to fruition until I ended up, you know, transferring to a different location. You guys were still there. And right. you know, I I I really the only thing I, when they told me, you know, all right, like, do you want to transfer or whatever? Like the only thing I was going to miss from that, you know, location was you guys. And I really did. And I, 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 I had hoped from the beginning how we would have been like able to, you know, see each other a lot more often. Like, you know, how we used to get together and right. go to TGI Fridays every Wednesday. Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> yeah. And have a drink. Like, all of that. You know, like, I, I remember it got to the point we used to go to Buffalo Wild Wings and, like, the one dude... After he, every shift. Yeah, After and every shift, we, we would go. We'd walk in, sit down, and the dude already knew, like, what we was ordering, what we wanted to drink and everything, but... Facts. And it, it's just to go to... It goes to show that, like, sometimes you end up in our right situation, but a lot more times often than not that you know, you get to a place and there's people that you don't like and there's things about your job you don't like, people right. you don't don't like you, but you got to really cherish the times that, you know, God blesses you and you end up in, in that perfect position. And, you know, being at that company, I ended up meeting Mike, who who's, who's my partner mm-hmm. on this, and I, I met you know, world, you know, you know, all-time friends in uh, you, Kevin, Darnell, Toya, a lot of people, like, I, I, I can't name right now, but you know I'm talking about you. Shout out to all, every, they know who they are, so, man, you know, we don't, we don't want to give out too many names, but they know love is love. <laughs> yeah, man, and... Um, me and you, we, me and you was, was like the two little, like, what we, we learned from Ant. We, us two was like playboys in there, man. So, you want to talk about that for a little bit? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
that's a conversation that could go on for weeks. <laughs> I most definitely want to talk about that, man, because <laughs> I'm actually great. Mm-hmm. I'm actually grateful we went through those experiences. Um, yeah. I feel like, and I'm pretty sure you can relate too, bro. Um, I was just thinking about that shit the other day, like just tracing back all of that, like all of the situations that was going on um, from me personally, from you, um, you know, even Kevin, you know, yeah. the predicament, the positions that we all were in. It's just crazy to think of, man, you know, and just the impact of being in the mall and yeah. working at a certain brand that has a big name for itself and, you know, having all these different personalities and, and women who are coming in and out. And there was some beautiful women that were coming into our workplace, man. Yeah. <laughs> Believe you me, this we, was a high-end mall. Like, NBA players shop there, celebrities shop there. How many times, like, like Darnell, you was there when, um, who was that, Peter Guns and, and his, 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 um, his wife or his girl or whatever she is now to him. And his um, baby mama. Yeah, like they came in and I'm like I'm I'm, yeah. I'm I'm chilling there and I'm like, wow, like this girl's fine as hell, but this like <laughs> this tattoo she got on her chest it just looks weird. Like it was just like a little heart between <laughs> her breasts, and I was like, that should look weird. And then <laughs> I think it was you because you watched like Love and Hip Hop and shit, and you was like, yo, I think that's um so and so uh Peter Gunn's girl. I was like. Nah, and then I looked at him, and I was like, maybe, because I barely watched it, and then he comes right, in, right. he comes in, and I'm like, oh, shit, uptown, baby, uptown, baby, uptown, baby, we get town, baby, yeah. and he was, he was cool as hell, and he dubbed us up, he was mad cool, Yeah, he was then, mad cool, I remember that, and then we saw, um, Paul Heyman, yeah, and I, that was Yo. probably like the biggest person I saw at that location. And at that sh- point, definitely. He shook our hands and uh, we hooked them up. But that was like crazy. That was a huge moment, bro. And uh, I know me, both me and you were big fans of like old school, like WWF days, like wrestling, yeah. all the way into ruthless aggression, especially, man. And like, I remember Paul I took. I remember I told him because I was a supervisor. I was like, I'm not gonna have like Mister. I'm not gonna have like the creative ECW pay for anything. <laughs> like you, you're good. Don't worry. Your money's no good here, buddy. Big facts, yo. <laughs> and yo, he was mad cool too, bro. He showed mad love. He shook our hands and everything, man. Like I, I'll never forget that. I'm a Paul Heyman guy, so if you ever want to, <laughs> if you're listening, Paul Heyman, if you ever want to come on and do 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 a little um drop for us. I would love it. New York love, man. Shout out to Paul Heyman. That was that was epic, man, for real. Yeah, but there was a certain store that used to give us problems because we used to <laughs> talk to the... You're going to keep that a secret. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it was a lingerie <laughs> store, and I, I had a little, like, situation in there. Definitely. I was Definitely, about bro. 23 or 24 years old, and... It was like a weird situation because this girl was cute as hell. Like every she time she was. every time she came in there, like my like I, my 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 heart would like be pounding like freaking um <laughs> Jim Carrey in a mask, like boom, boom, out of my chest. 
And that's that. The, the the weird shit about it was like she was like four years younger than me, so I was like twenty three, she was like nineteen, I was twenty four, she was twenty. Unfortunately, like she couldn't like go to like bars and stuff like that. So, you know, the dating and stuff like that, it never really got to go where it wanted to go. But it was an interesting situation right. because the person that we worked with and had a, a a little um thing for me and actually mm. went on her own and did like her own like digging and investigation <laughs> <laughs> came back to me and said like oh that that person um you know this girl I, I was I was talking to oh like everybody in there says she's a, a slut da, 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 da. and I'm just like yo like <laughs> I'd never ask you to go in there and ask none of that shit. And even if she is, it's like, that's the type of shit I just want to find out on my own. Like, I don't need you and your jealousy to, like, get those wheels right. rolling. Right. Um, if it was sincere, if she was doing that just to look out, you know, because it was, like, genuine love, then it would be different. But the reason why she did her own personal investigation was because, she didn't want. She wanted to find out what was wrong with her, with that particular person, you know, because she wanted to shot with you personally. Mm-hmm. And then it was like another time, like two situations that mm-hmm. I wasn't even involved in personally. Our boy Kevin, he went out with her, and another. He went out with this this young lady and another young lady we worked with, and they stopped to get something to eat. And I guess like she <laughs> was complaining about my situation and Kevin, you know, if anybody knows Kevin, like Kevin is very blunt and he was just like, no, Kevin is, he was just like, listen, like Shook don't want you. Like you just gotta <laughs> like understand that. Yo, shout out to Kevin, yo. Kevin is a straight shooter. <laughs> yeah. So then, like- so then like, I guess like you guys were on like a, a ride to, Y'all, y'all caught a ride home together, and it was brought up that that situation. Yeah, that that um, I wasn't actually there that night, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we um, that must have either had been a Friday or a Saturday um night, in which they all went out. Um, the next night, the next day at work, um, you know how we are, we talked about everything, especially while we was all three there. You know, Kevin, he brought it up to us. You know, we're, we're his boys, you know, and it's all love. So he, he told, I think he told both of us that same day about, you know, everything that had happened tonight. Nah, you, know, you, you brought it up. You brought it up to me. You was like, yo, Kevin got to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he definitely told me first. And then we definitely, I definitely shared it with you. <laughs> yeah. And then. um, That's how we did, man. Everything that was going on in that store. Like, we, we literally, like, at one point, I'm pretty sure you could agree with this too, bro. Like, we felt like it was just literally us versus everybody else. Aside from um one other male worker that we had on our side so that you can close with us. Mm-hmm. Shout out Ali. <laughs> Shout out to Ali, man. <laughs> DJ Khaled. Um, that, that's how bad it had got at that point. And, you know, to add on to the things we were saying earlier about, you know, with moving up when you became supervisor and you started to see more of, you know, people and how they were moving and how they're treating you and, you know, what their energy really is. 
you know, it, it's crazy because I can understand it because once I moved out the supervisor too, I, I saw the same thing, bro. Mm-hmm. And they said it's crazy. Like, you wouldn't even believe it, like, how people could switch up on you just like that. So yeah, I felt your pain. And I always, like, defended y'all, y'all because, you know, a lot of time it would be like, oh, who didn't do this? Who didn't do that? And, you know, I would just pick up for all y'all because I knew, like, y'all would, you know, reciprocate that to me. And it's right. like when I moved on from you guys, there was right. definitely a lot of situation where it was like, who did this and who did that? And, you know, right, the right. people I was working on to me would throw me under the bus. So, right. I, like, you know, situations like that, I had to learn from. And, and right, I did. Right. But, you know, when it comes to, to um, this this um, particular person, she actually, <laughs> we, me, we, us three, we never, uh-huh. like, you know, made fun of her or, like, tried to spread rumors or anything like that. But... I think she knew right. what she said to Kev and what Kev said to her. And she kind of knew it would have been circulated amongst the three of us. And she went and made it right. like a big deal to, to our boss. And our boss comes and like sits me, sits Kevin down, sits, well, she came to the boss. So that, that's already her being sat down. But then me and Kevin were um brought separately to talk about it and i'm sitting there like flabbergasted because i'm like yo like (laughs) i wasn't there for none of this and why are we talking about it at work because at the end of the day like it never happened in the store i understand it affects people in the store but that's a particular individual that made it you know a, a, a a work thing Right. It was a personal situation that had happened that she should have kept separate from, you know, her workplace. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a weird situation. So that that been like an up and down thing. And then, you know, later on, like, you know, the thing about that person was like, she was cool and all, but the type of person I am, like, our personalities never match. Right. Um, a lot of thing, a lot of other different things never match. So I knew it wouldn't go anywhere. And I mean, like one time we actually did like hook up and like afterwards, like I actually talked to her afterwards. And I was just like, you know, like this ain't really going nowhere, but I know there's people and like, I didn't want to make it seem like I, like a hit it and quit it type of thing. I was just like, yo, like I'm not like interested in you for something like more than just like smashing but (laughs) i do know there are people or there are dudes that actually like like you and you know you know i I, I thought it was a gentleman thing to do i don't don't know maybe it it, maybe it is maybe it it isn't anybody tell me (laughs) i think it definitely is bro especially today in society and how everything pretty much goes when it comes to that you know, I, I feel like people aren't really all honest about their intentions, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you kept it 100 with her, man, that, you know, that's the real gentleman thing to do right there, you know? Yeah, because I, I felt like it was something I shouldn't have did in, like, the first place. But at the same time, I didn't want to, like, make her feel worse. But she's the type of person, whatever you feel, I mean, whatever she you, you say, like, she's still going to take it, like, big time emotionally and unfortunately she actually tried to 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 
force away into something with like you and like I saw that <laughs> and at the time like I was involved with somebody and I was like alright she don't even fucking like Darnell <laughs> she's infatuated Yo. with me so I was like, yo, you know, like I gotta block her on everything because I don't I don't want her to fuck my shit up. I'll be in the shit right. of getting fucked up like right. anyways. So, you know, she had nothing to do with it. But at right. the same time, I didn't know it at the time. But I I didn't want that to be the reason. Yo, I don't know if um if me and Kevin ever told you this, man, but what's even crazier than that, we all know that she, you know, obviously hooked up with you and she tried to come on with me. There was one night, me, Kevin, and her, we all went out. I think we went to, like, Black, you know, um, not Blockhead, um, Black Bear, when they were still open here in White Plains. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had been drinking and everything. Long story short, I don't know how it happened, you know, but one thing led to another, and Kevin, Kevin had an opportunity that same night. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, and I used to try to push his ass on her so much. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin got some some much finer like broads on his own, so shout out Kev. <laughs> I, shout out to Kev, and I'm glad you brought that up, man. I feel like Kevin underestimates himself sometimes, man. You know, and, and you know we both know because we would tell him just mm-hmm. like he would tell us. You know, like yo, bro, you have more opportunities than you think. You know, you just gotta pay attention to it. Yeah, and all three but, of us, we always been like shy dudes as well. Definitely. Definitely, man. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, looking back at it, man, when you really think about it, I would say this: we definitely had more opportunities than we even thought. Yeah. Like in in crazy scenarios, like you know, not to try to make anyone like look bad or try to sound you know egotistical or anything like that, but if you really like look back at it, like in the the situation we were in, and pay attention to it, I think we had more opportunities with more, you know, people than we probably would have gave ourselves credit for. You know, maybe back in that time period, obviously we were younger. We didn't have the same type of mindset that we might have now. Or to be honest with you, maybe not even the same level of confidence that we might have now. But looking back at it, shit, like, could that happen with this person? Like, this could happen here? Like, it's definitely. There's definitely somebody we work with, and I just like looking back on it. I'm like, damn, I wish I would have. Like, she and she was into me too, and like, I just. I, I think I, I know what you're talking about. I, I, I ain't even give it. <laughs> I ain't even give it the shot. Whatever. And it was so. <laughs> it was one that worked with us that we we both were uh-huh. like, into, but I don't think she was into us though. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about with that one. <laughs> yeah, she lived two boroughs over. So if you're listening, you know we're talking about you, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Popo. <laughs> <laughs> Good times, bro. Good times. Mm. But one thing I definitely learned: I'm grateful for those experiences, man. You know, I, I'm not the type that lives in regret. Um, looking back at a lot of that right there, it's like, yo. It really, going through that, you really learn a lot. You learn, you know, like your approach, how your approach should be going towards, you know, women, you know, what women, you know, might be about, you know, how, how much game women really has. Mm-hmm. You really realize that in those moments, like looking back at it, it's like, damn, like this, this shit is crazy. Like women are out here too. Yeah. Like women have game too. 
so yeah man those those experiences it's like it's great because it's like everything is there's no coincidences like everything happens for a reason like you were saying earlier and you know you live and you learn you know and it just makes you smarter and wiser you know yeah with how to deal with those situations in the future and moving away from like the um the little um what would you call that like locker room uh, shit that I used to go on in the mall. There, there really were some like really great people that used to be in there with us. Oh, definitely. Uh, Shout out was, to Joe. Yeah, there was a lady I worked in Sephora. Uh, I don't know if I told you. One time she popped up at my location after we closed, and I think you did. You know, my location. I just I don't allow. I didn't allow people in after I locked the doors. Like, because right. it, it was in the middle of a little town and people would bang on the doors because we closed early. Because even though it was like in the middle of a town, it was like a commuter uh, base location. So right. it never really used to be busy after like, you know, the evenings. So was, she bangs on the door, bangs on the door. And I'm like, uh, I, I ignore her and I'll look over and I'm like, is that? And, uh, <laughs> The sweet, sweet lady. Um, I always have her in my prayers, and I love her to death to this day. Um, she used to come in and from Sephora, and she used to hook me up with cologne and all kind of different like stuff for my face and my hair. You know, let's say I love it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we there was a Asian fusion restaurant chain in our building, and we used to exchange things with them and they used to hook us up and they had some some really cool people working there so shout out everybody at the Westchester Mall man word man shout out to all the genuine people that we got the chance to work in the same mall with that showed love for us you know not just because of where we worked at and for you know trying to take advantage of opportunities to get something that they might have personally wanted hey yo and fuck the snitches <laughs> <laughs> If I go to haters, man. <laughs> yeah, man. People really used to be on that hating shit. I hated that. Yeah. Really used we, to be on that hating shit. We had a lot more haters than I think we even realized. We got, hater, we got haters that fucking work with us. We got haters still, obviously still to this day. But looking back at it, even back then, we I guarantee we had even way more than we even thought of. We, we knew the main ones, but even on top of that, I guarantee there's more people that were talking, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, there was more people that, you know, were scheming and plotting against us, man. Yeah. And not to sound stereotypical, man, but, you know, women talk, man, you know? <laughs> women talk. <laughs> that they do. But when you want to talk about, like, racism, because we, we talk, that, uh, talk about that a lot on um, Sugar Me the Mooney. Uh, me, you know, we used to always link up for um, different holidays so, like right. I said, I never used to live in that area. Darnell lived close, but, you know, he wasn't living by himself. Kevin lived close, he wasn't living by himself. And, and um, didn't live close either. So, we used to all pool together money, and we would get a hotel room together for uh, New Year's and other different, you know, holidays that we knew were going to be popular in the um, – you know, in the in the area, you know, the bars were gonna be jumping. There would be, you know, shorties at the the club. You know, girls. 
and you know we 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 just felt we was gonna have like a good time and uh, um one of the times we got together at a hotel uh for New Year's and I think we were really like the only like black or at least the only like non-white guests in the hotel and basically it was like a whole bunch of people uh between like our age at the time where I was like 24 Darnell was like 22 uh Kevin was like 20 between that age too and I think Ant was um you know like two years older than me so he was also in his 20s but it was like a whole bunch of 18 to like you know 25 I guess year old like white kids and they were fucking that hotel up like (laughs) you remember that shit I remember bro I remember they were trashing the hotel man Oh man, and you know, like we we did like a, a show a couple of weeks ago about um interracial relationships and and stuff like that. But let me be upfront right. that like right. in New York, in in this right. area, like especially right. uh in 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 the the White Plains area where we were, Westchester, right? Like white girls never uh-huh. really mess with you know the brothers. But we still, we still tried. We still tried. So we used to, we, you know, for, so that night we were walking up and down the um the hotel, strip. you know, trying to like, yeah, walking up and down the strip. And then, but we was in the hotel and going to the different right. floors, like, cause people were just out in the halls and stuff like that. Like nobody was really in their room. It was it, like I remember I told you at the time it, it felt like college. It definitely did. Felt like being in the dorms. Yeah, so, like, people were just walking around. But, like, they were trashing shit, trashing rooms, stuff like that. And at a certain point, and this is the reason why I brought this up, because it was literally the only time, I think, in my life, being black, like, saved our ass. Because we walked by, and I think it was, like, the hotel security was, like, Yo, like y'all just go back to your room. You know, they're they're like messing up the, the place, they're messing up the whole hotel, like they're gonna get charged or something third. Like we know it's not you because we were the only like black people there. And it was actually black security guards, but they do was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know how it is. It like not, not all not all skin folk are kinfolk. But these dudes was like, yo, like we we know it's the white kids that are that are fucking shit up. That's facts, bro. Mm-hmm. That's facts. And uh, I was grateful. It definitely was a brother, you know, that was looking out for us, man. You know, and, and just like you said, it's not always like that, you know. And for example, sometimes you see black cops, you know, who will still discriminate towards their own kind just because of their position, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, we we weren't sure. But once they, you know, showed us love, they gave us a heads up on what was going on in the hotel and, you know, the possibility of us getting in trouble, uh, possibility of us getting fined. You know, we was definitely grateful for that, man. You know, shout out to them for that, for real. Yeah, and it it, it was a few times. Like, I I can't remember. I don't know, Darnell, you can remember a lot. Sometimes we go to these, these bars and these clubs on that same strip and we'd run into a lot of racial... Profile 
racial profiling and a lot of those, those like dumb shit. You know, I, I can't remember because it, it's been a while, but it, it happens as well. Yeah, man. I remember um a few times, not just once, but a few times because, you know, we used to go out frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, like every weekend type shit. There was one particular spot, and I know you're going to remember after I, I mentioned this. Um, there's one particular spot. They were really on it, man. And what I mean by that, they were a little unnecessary about certain things, and they definitely paid more attention to detail um, towards certain people. And you could tell, yeah. you know, with if like a group of white, like white girls were like online and, and trying to get in the club, they would just check the IDs. Some of them, let's be honest, some of them most likely fake IDs are um, under the age of 21 to even get into the club. And they would know about it. And they would still let them fly. And, like, when we would pull up, like, me, you, and Kev, you know, we're all black. You know, they would give us a hard time. They would judge us on every single last detail of what we're wearing, our attire, mm-hmm. you know, hat, yeah. all of that. So we definitely got profiled, for sure. Yeah, and, like, we, we work with, like, a lot of girls, a lot of, like, non-white girls, uh, Asian, Hispanic stuff like that so it would be the three of us and like maybe like five or six girls and like they would never give us a problem but then when it would be like us four on our own you know it would would turn into a whole thing to you know oh like you're not dress code um whatever whatever and you know you know it was bullshit when it was coming out their mouth hell yeah hell yeah to, to, uh, to connect for a minute, I was thinking about it because we, we literally were talking about, you know, things to talk about and freestyle off of, you know, like like the other day. And it just hit me in the back of my mind. I was like, yo, why don't we talk about the personal experiences that we had right there at the workplace mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, like um, a little bit of prejudice and racism. And because, you know, we both know the place we worked at, you know, uh, was a prestigious place, you know, mm-hmm. where wealthy people come, you know, uh, and because of the name of the place that 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 we were working at, obviously the customers knew where they were at, they knew its name, you know, and along with that comes entitlement, along with that comes, you know, um, people being prejudiced and having yeah. a certain perception, especially the particular store that we worked in within that place, mm-hmm. you know, so we used to have customers that would pull up you know, and, you know, you can testify, you know, but not just the crazy orders, but the way that they would treat us, right? Their behavior, you know, and their energy towards us, yeah. you know, just be, because based on, you know, them being in the store um, that had a big name for itself and them being in the mall, you know, that had a huge name for itself. Yeah, there's a lot of different experiences in our store. Like, I'm, I'm kind of, um, hazy on it because it's been so long. I was in that particular location. I had a lot of experiences like that in my new location. Right. But if you, you got any you want to share, that, that's that's fine. I do have one that comes to mind. Okay. And this happened more, more recently. This was after you left, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, this was actually like last year. And as you know, I moved up on the ship supervisor two years ago. And then last year, you know, I'm more experienced and everything the whole month. So I started closing up the store by myself. And I would close on the weekends. So 
the weekends used to be in that location how busy it was. Yeah. So it's one of those typical busy weekends um, in the middle of the afternoon in which, you know, we got a lot of clientele coming in between, you know, um, workers who work within the same mall and, you know, customers who are coming into the mall. And, you know, I got my team out there. You know, I'm doing my thing, so I'm taking on a certain position. And so I have my worker, you know, at another position, which he's, you know, um, making the product, you know, because I, I can't, I'm too busy to do it. Long story short, you know, there's a long line. There's a European uh, lady online. And, you know, the usual status quo, oh, my God, this line is too long. You know, how long is it going to take for me to get my beverage? Um, so, you know, we tell her, you know, it's going to be a wait because, you know, it's busy. It's a Saturday, the whole line. So she finally gets to the front of the line. She puts her order in. She's cool. She pays. You know, she gets to, you know, the place where she, she waits for her product. And while she's waiting, you know, she's, you know, irritating, you know, um, and who I put on, you know, at, at, the, at that particular position um, to be, you know, making and handing out the product. And, you know, the situation is this. She wants to, I think she wanted to add, like, um, one more thing to our order last minute. Yeah. And I know yeah. you probably remember, you know what I'm referencing towards. You know, mm -hmm. she wanted to get, like, pretty much an ice water, like, to go along with our beverage. Yeah. And it's not like we have a problem with that, but the principle is this, like, you have to order that along with the rest of your order while you're waiting. Yeah. You know? especially when, you know, we have high volume, you know, traffic going on and we're trying to get, you know, customers out in and out. And you're already so, online for so long. You should already, like, while you're online, formulate your your order because that makes everything go and it helps you, like, not, like, get your drink or your order messed up. Exactly. You have plenty of time to figure out everything that you need by the time you get to the front of the register. Um, totally agree. But... Long story short, because I don't want to make it too long, um, she complained. She's, you know, pretty much barking at Ant, um, you know, for not – he tells her, you know, everything that I just pretty much said that. You know, she pretty much has to get back online because she didn't order, you know, that alone with her original order, you know. Um, so she gets upset. You know, she starts yelling at him. And, you know, she – you know, he gets me, and I pretty much tell her the same thing. Um, everything seems to be all right. Um, cooler heads prevail for the moment. She leaves. I go back doing my thing as a, you know, supervisor. So I go to the back. I was working with another supervisor that same day. She sure. came out as I went to the back. So she's in the front, you know, making sure everything's all right with the store in front. Um, the same lady, the same European lady, lady comes back, and you know she goes, she goes back towards Anthony, you know, bringing up the same conversation. This time she brought her husband with her. And they pretty much were trying to take turns on, you know, trying to, you know, come after, you know, him, you yeah. know, for not giving out, giving the water. And, you know, my coworker, which is, you know, my fellow supervisor, you know, she jumps in the middle, obviously, because that's her position, you know, situations like that. And, you know, she pretty much, as well as everything that everyone else has been telling them is that, you know, they have to wait online so you can order that with your original order. And the husband, starts blacking out on her. Yeah. And I knew it was racial profiling because his energy, you know, was different with mine. And I'm going to get into that in a minute. She was out there as I went to the back and 
I pretty much come out during the time in which the confrontation is going on. And, you know, homeboy, he's a European man. And, you know, my coworker and fellow supervisor was a Hispanic, you know, woman. Mm-hmm. You know, and just the way that he was talking to her was crazy. I came out and I was listening and I'm just like, what, what is going on? You could yeah. tell, like, he was one of those, like, I'm a white male, you know, like, type of guy. Mm-hmm. I'm to white, so I'll say throw, so. throw his privilege around. Yeah. So, you know, I know how her temper could be, my coworker. So I grab her, you know, I, I bring her to the back and I tell her, like, look, I got this. You know, just lay low because I don't want you to get into it. So I come out from the back of, you know, where we make all of the products and stuff. And I come towards them and I break down, you know, to him this time because we already talked to his wife like a thousand times. So I'm telling him, I'm explaining everything to him. Like, sir, with all due respect, we've already, you know, kind of told your wife, you know, the same situation. You know, you guys, you know, you have to wait online. You wanted to add something extra. You wanted to add something extra to your order. And, you know, you have to go online for that. So, you know, he pretty much gets upset. And, you know, I, I honestly tell him, like, look, we can't have that going on. It's busy. It's a Saturday. Um, if you guys are going to act like that, you guys are going to have to leave. I'm sorry. You know, because at this point, they're just yelling and, you know, just acting crazy and causing the scene, which was totally unnecessary. So, mm-hmm crazy to think of like racism literally you know it's in different variations like it's not just you know the way I look at it it's not just hatred you know towards you know another group it's also you know like it could be a form of perception and it could be a form of entitlement too like going through all of that it's like okay you feel this way because you know you're you're white or you're you're male or you got money and that's one thing working in the, and you know, that location really taught me. Like, people really do have that type of mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because somebody, I, I'd seen it on Twitter a while back, you know, still during this, this Corona, this COVID-19 time. And somebody said, right. like, a lot of the, you know, the, 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 the wanting or the just non-acceptance of things being closed. Uh, right. When it comes to white privilege, that people just, you know, those type of people that love to, like, throw their privilege around, it goes back to, like, slavery time. It goes back to, like, you know, being able to talk down to somebody, be, being able to be served by somebody that you view as being less than you. And, right. you know, that's why you're seeing a lot of this um backlash from, you know, that type of of um crowd during this whole thing because if people are telling you like yo you gotta like wear a mask or yo things gotta be closed down for a month in order for us to go back to normalcy and they don't want to do it you know that's the reason why because you know you're you're basically telling them things that they can't do where they've never been told that before you know whereas for us whereas for us like people always tell us you know, us, us us people with melanin that, you know, like, you, you can't do this, you can't do that. And even All the time, bro. And even when we can do things, we got to get questioned on it. Like, Fact. oh, like, is this your house? Is that your car? Like, right. uh, do you belong here? Like, do you know somebody in this building? 
Um, right. So, you know, that's that's why you see that. But I want to end it off in, on a light note with a light little story. So me and, ahead, me and Darnell, there was a, a young lady working at the mall that, you know, we fancied. <laughs> so it was a time that we planned on going out and we had told this girl, you know, you could come out with us or if you're still around, meet up with us, we'll buy you a drink, this, that, whatever. Right. So I give her my number. She goes back to her uh, store and for whatever reason leaves the number around. Her manager takes up the number and was like, oh, who's this? <laughs> and that girl says, oh, it's that like Indian looking guy from store, from from um this uh place that we worked. Right. And <laughs> she, she was like, oh, like my friend would be interested in her. And, like my my friend, like she's Indian too. Like maybe we could hook them up. Da, da, da. You know, I'm gonna preface this by saying like we uh Darnell, we we like talked about this in my in in our interracial relationships episode. I think that was episode nine. I really don't have like a preference as far as women. My only preference is like I don't like them like big. And I, I could comfortably say that because I know guys that prefer women big. So it's not like, and I, I've said, I'm not saying that like, you know. There's anything wrong. That's just not your, your type of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying like they're ugly or they're like nasty or something. I'm just saying like I'm not right. attracted to them. But right. the, the original girl that we gave my number to, like she was like a petite, like light skinned Spanish chick, and this girl was like, a, like eventually. So so I I um I decided to humor it, and I was like, all right, like let me see what this chick looks like, you know, whatever. So the girl finally like uses my number and texts me. So right, she right. asked me to send a pic, so I sent a pic, and then she sent me a pic, and like this girl was like big like Indian girl and I was like I, I told y'all I was like yo they got me <laughs> yo I remember that bro <laughs> and I was like and I, like the whole week I think I like I, I think I got at like the original girl that I gave the number to cause I'm like you was tight you was like, tight bro you know, I didn't even give this girl my number to, like, hook up or nothing. It was just to, like, kick it with us and, like, you know, because we, we all, like, we used to go out in groups. Like, it would be us, a whole bunch of, like, people and stuff like that. And, like, I was like, yo, they, they had me fucked up because I'm like, the original girl I gave it to was, like, a short, petite, fair-skinned, like, Mexican chick. And for some reason, they was like, they looked at her and looked at this, like, big Indian girl and was like, oh, he'll like her. And, you know, it goes hand in hand with what we talked about in an interracial thing because, you know, like, the the point I was trying to bring, I don't know if you, you listened to it, Darnell, but the point I was trying to bring on our episode was, like, you don't want to, like, like, racially, you don't want to, like, box yourself right. in. Like That's true. That's true. And, and with me... I think also with you, it's just like, yo, like, 
if you find a person attractive, like regardless of race, right? Um, you're willing to give it a shot, and then whatever happens, happens. But you know, That's like nice. that that person was like, oh, he's Indian, she's Indian, like they'll like each other. And it was just like, that was definitely not the case. And I, I keep like I scroll through <laughs> Instagram because I added her on Instagram, like. I scrolled through and every time I see it, I was like, yo, they had me fucked up. <laughs> oh, man. See, so, that's, that's right, bro. To add on to what you were just saying, you mm-hmm. know, they were probably confident because they knew that you, you know, you have Indian in your blood and, you know, she was Indian, that it would just be an automatic, you know, match just because of that, you know. So that's a full sense of, you know, perception, you know, and you're right. Like when it comes to, to love, you know, love is no color, man. You should be able to, you know, be free to, to love whoever you want to, no matter, you know, the color, the background or anything like that. Yeah, man. So now you got anything else you want to say to the people? Man, I just want to shout out my brother, man. I just want to let you know I love what you're doing, bro. You know, what you're doing is very important to the culture. You know, you're setting light on very relevant topics that's going on in the world, especially in America today, you know, between from sports to politics and all of that, bro. And, you know, personal experiences. And I just want you to keep doing your work, man. You're doing a great thing. I support you 100%. Yeah, man. I love to hear that because um, these days it's it's not that case where a lot of people I'm, I'm close to. So to hear that from somebody I consider not only like a real close friend to me, but somebody I consider like blood, somebody I consider family, like, you know, like your mom is my mom, my mom is your mom, like, like me and Darnell are that that close. And the reason we really start this is because, you know, when we were working together, like I said, you know, it was a high volume place that we were all working with you know each other in so we never right. really got to talk during you know our shifts but right. we'd go out on the town to like you know the little local spots like the buffalo wild wings the fridays um this place or that place sushi spot stuff like that and then we would get to chop it up and we would talk about the things like we've talked about on here right but when i moved to my other place and it was a little like quieter in between you know, people going, you know, the, the customers going to work and the customers coming home to work, like, we had a lot more time to, like, look on social media and see what's, like, trending and, you know, talk about it while we were at work and still get everything we needed done, done. And that's how me and Mike came up with the idea for the show. And we actually tried to, like, start it while we were working. And we never really got the chance. And then, you know, when it's one of them things where it's like a blessing in disguise, and I'm not trying to like diminish the people who have COVID and the people who have passed from COVID, but right. the fact that we're not, you know, for a long time, like both of us weren't working Mike went back to work. I didn't, you know, we, we finally thought about it. And when we could make a decision on our future and you know we had time to do things that's how uh shook me the Mooney came on and the fact that we could have a regular show where it's like 
you know, regularly me, Mike, and Joel, and talk about different topics and stuff like that, but also be able to do something like this where I could have, you know, Darnell on or somebody else on, and we could just shoot the shit because this wasn't like, you know, if, if you if you've listened to our regular shows and then you listen to this, you'd be like, oh, this is a little different because it's a lot more free flowing and a lot more conversational. So it's it's cool like we were able to not only open up the area to do Shook Me the Mooney, but to do Shook Me the Mooney B size. And I'm so happy that I was able to do it with one of my best friends here, uh, Darnell. I'm grateful that you was able to take advantage of the opportunity too, bro. Yeah, man. And you know, um episode eleven of Shook Me the Mooney will be coming out not too far after this one. So check that out uh, as you also check this out. And this has been Shug Me The Mooney, Shug Me The Mooney, Shug Me The Mooney. Shug Me The Mooney. B-side. Shug Me The Mooney B-sides. Episode one, baby. In the can. Thank you, Big Sexy. You already know it's mad love, bro. I love you, kid. I love you too, dog.